Hello, welcome to Mod Midwives, a Metro Midwifery podcast. I'm Gina Gerbach. And I'm Nedra Hale, and we are home birth midwives serving the Denver metro area. So we procrastinated this. <laughs> yes. We had a very busy weekend. Very busy. Um, mm-hmm. I think, how many babies were born last week? Four. In the past week, we had four babies, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. Um, And with four babies comes lots of postpartum visits and all of that stuff. So postpartum home visits. So it's been really busy. Yeah. Um, So we were just talking about how there wasn't a weekend. It's Monday today, but there was not a weekend. It was a working weekend. I had a baby on Saturday morning and Sunday night. Um, You know, it was like 36, over 36 hours between them, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, ended up that way. Yes. So uh, we put off Mod Midwives until today, and then of course there was a baby last night. So, yeah, and I'm like, my house is all torn up because my dad's moving in with us. Um, you know, because as we've mentioned before, he's having some health challenges, and so yeah. I was scrambling to try to find a place where I could even sit to do my podcast. Today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of forgot we were going to do it, and I—that's why I have my AirPods. But I see you're mm-hmm. using your AirPods too instead of our, you know, our legit headsets. But yes. I think they work. I think they work great. I think they're just good. almost as good. So, um, well, we realized it's been a long time since we've talked about. Um, now we call it COVID, but once upon a time we started calling these our coronavirus episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But we haven't had an update on where we are with. Um, coronavirus and our practice for a long time. So we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of talk about how that's evolving. Again, sharing, I think the last time we talked about COVID, we were sharing frustration about kind of the denial of COVID, the the denial of the severity of COVID. And um, I think we could probably touch base back on that and then talk about practice changes that we've made. Um, because here in Colorado, we actually have done an okay job, um, but we did have a little up, uptick um, in the past few weeks. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, overall, Colorado is faring better than many, many states. Uh, but we live yeah. in the Denver metro area, which is the highest concentration of cases, of course. And so, um, so we have seen a little increase. Um, but but nationwide, it's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It is. I mean, what are we at? One hundred and forty thousand deaths or something? Is, is yeah, it more I than actually that don't know. I don't know. I I think the last <sighs> time I looked, it was one thirty six. So I think that's probably right. It's just absolutely horrid, and it is like people are forgetting about it. Like it's already old news, and we're all getting back to our normal life, and it's not normal. Like there's no. It's not gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm just experiencing a lot of frustration with, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are so hesitant to just believe the experts. I just don't get it. I don't. I, I mean, it is one of the things that is just like so disheartening about humanity in general is I don't, and Americans in general, mm-hmm. I don't understand I don't understand why we can't just do what we can to help each other and protect each other. And why are we so selfish? I mean, it's, it's depressing. It's Mm -hmm. why don't, why is it so hard to put on a mask and go to the grocery store? I mean, 
I think that the underlying question is that some people don't think they, they don't think a coronavirus is as serious as it's being portrayed and they don't think B masks are effective. And I saw a really funny meme that was like, you know, simultaneously the same group of people is saying masks aren't effective. And then they're also saying they can't get adequate oxygen in masks. So the same group of people is right. saying that it doesn't block the virus, but it does block oxygen, which is, or it traps carbon dioxide, which is completely not true. And right. I mean, that is super, super illogical, super illogical. <sighs> it's very illogical. And there has been so much evidence and recommendation coming forth you know, since, I mean, of course there was some confusion in the beginning, but now it's really clear that we should be wearing masks, that all of us should wear masks. It's very clear. And I just don't even understand how we're even arguing about this. It is right. um, Like how has this been politicized? How has this been politicized? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I see these comparisons between the Americans of today versus the Americans during World War II, you know, and, you know, I wasn't alive then, so maybe it's all a bunch of made up stuff, but it's, it seems like back then, maybe we could all pull together for a common good, and now we don't pull together for anything, like, it's, yes. even saving ourselves from a pandemic, we cannot pull together over this. Yeah. Yeah. And so from our perspective, we just, Mm -hmm. again, we are overwhelmed with the idea of the responsibility that we have to keep people in our practice Mm -hmm. safe. And so we take that responsibility really, really seriously. We cannot actually isolate because we have to see people in person, Um, but we're doing the best we can and we're not, um, you know, just because we're not able to isolate for work doesn't mean that we are out, you know, going to concerts right. and bars and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty much all I do is go to work and go home pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I think we have started, you know, we've eaten out a couple of times outside. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty yes. comfortable with outside dining. Um, I will not eat in a restaurant. It's actually really hard for me. I try really hard to pee before I get there. So I don't have to go in and go to the restroom, but of course I've yeah. had to a couple of times. Um, yeah. We've had one um, get together where we had our families together out in the backyard where we were, you know, somewhat isolated or somewhat distanced. So it's not like we're not living our life. It's just that we're really m- making serious modifications. And we've even mm-hmm. attended a birth together since this all yeah. started. So that, that was, was really fun. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can do another one here soon. But yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we feel really compelled to protect everybody. And just want to remind people that, you know, part of our caution is other centered. It's not just to protect us, although it's totally okay to want to protect yourself. And we also do want to protect ourselves. If we get sick, we, that impacts our ability to provide care to a lot of people. So. Right. It's a big, I mean, if I get sick, it could really hurt my dad. It could, I have children, you know, you have um, older folks living at your house, you could really, you know, affect them. And we work with babies and it is a total myth that babies can't become from COVID. Like all of this stuff that people are stuck on is old because the information evolves. Yes. Young people can get sick. Yes. Young people can get seriously ill and die. So why? I mean, we can't, we cannot risk exposing 
infants and and I people. still have to say even if even if that mm -hmm. old news of only old people are having these consequences it's still not okay to let it spread I mean right right again with the illogic care about the old people yes right, <laughs> right. Yes. yeah so um so in in terms of what we're doing differently in our practice we have we have made some changes some of it is based on new information that's coming up. So for example, you know, we were not sure how um, the potential of transmission would happen with water birth. There was some reports of fecal contamination, which um, in, in case this is news to anybody, there is fecal contamination <laughs> in the birth tub. Um, and so we were really being a little cautious on the water birth front. We have pretty much lightened up on that because it seems like it's unlikely, unlikely to be transmitted um, through water birth. So um, that's something that is important to a lot of people that we have, um, I mean, I just keep saying lightened up, but, you know, relaxed a little bit. Right. So, um, and then the other thing is that before we were intentionally alternating virtual versus in-person visits and right now we're giving people a choice. Um, we still need to do, you know, basic visits in person, but, um, but if people would prefer to do virtual, which they do sometimes prefer either mm -hmm. because they're isolating or because childcare is a challenge, right? Uh, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, then it's still a choice. But for the most part, more people are choosing to come into the office for their visits more frequently now, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that we have changed that up a little bit is that I'm doing more of the in-person visits because you do have to, with your dad being sick, um, you do mm -hmm. have to limit your exposure probably more than I do. Right. At yeah. the moment, so my I'm taking more of the virtual visits and that's yeah. totally comfortable. Yeah. I do not like the virtual visits. I have learned lessons that I've learned about myself is that I thought I was, I always knew I was in the middle of extrovert, introvert. I thought I was more on the introverted side because of the recharging thing. I still really do need my recharging time. Um, but I have learned I am actually an extrovert. Like I don't like the virtual visits. I like in-person visits. I want to hug everybody and I'm sad that I can't and I need yeah, a little still more. not hugging. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And my in-laws at this moment are actually out of state visiting her sister. So they're all kind of isolated together, which actually is a, a huge relief in terms of our potential for getting them sick. Um, you know, again, I just, that responsibility is heavy. It's heavy to think about protecting yeah. your older people. And, and now with your dad in your household, that's going to change things up a lot for you. Yes. Yeah. It's just, we're just going to have to be even more cautious than we were before. So. And he's not as well. For as how long is it going to go on? We don't know. Right. And yeah. he's not as well. He doesn't, he has more chronic right. health issues than they do. So. Mm -hmm. It's a right, little exactly. bit of a added, added complication. Um, so, so in-person visits are more frequent now, or at least the option. But what isn't, what hasn't changed, or what isn't changing anytime soon is um, we are still asking for no kiddos in the visits. Um, they just, there's two things. They do not understand social distancing at all. They cannot do it. Um, an in-arms baby, like obviously the newborns <laughs> come into the office, um, or an in-arms yeah. baby, you know, that isn't um, 
moving around the office is fine. Um, but they don't understand six feet. They don't understand why we don't want to hold them or see their stuff or, you know, it's, it's hard. It makes us feel like jerks. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then they touch literally everything. Like they touch everything in the office. Yes. Yeah. So then it's, it's not only like a, I feel a little bit like it's risky for the child for sure, but it takes so much longer to, to disinfect everything, you know, Yeah. because there's so many more surfaces to make sure that we've gotten, you know. Yeah. The risk for the child is a good point. I actually didn't even think about that exactly, mm-hmm. but um, you know, of course parents have to accept that level of risk that they feel comfortable with, but in our office, you know, we are in an office building. There's a lot of people in and out. Um, there is the potential for exposure too, for sure. Yeah. Did you read the news story about the hairdresser that had yeah. COVID? So yeah. apparently these two hairdressers in this studio had both had COVID and everybody was required to wear a mask. They wore masks. Was this in Colorado? No. No? Oh, okay. maybe it was. I don't think so, but, but maybe. Yeah. Anyway, they had to wear masks. Their clients had to wear masks. They saw 140 people in the length of time that they were exposed before they knew that they were, I mean, that they were contagious before they knew that they were positive. And nobody got it. So I just think that is such a great testament to the, you know, caution of wearing a mask. And so that also brings it to the kids. They, you know, I I see little kiddos with masks, but adults can't wear them right. How can we expect kiddos to wear them right? I know. It's so it took my, my guy is eight and it took him quite a long time to get used to it. Now he's really good at it, but he's older. Like, you know, if you're talking about a three-year-old, it's a whole different thing. I know. Mm-hmm. I can't even with the adults and their nose sticking out of the mask. What is this? I know. <laughs> I know. It's just like, what? <laughs> I know. It's, frustrating. I actually complained. I was called a Karen by my children for doing this, but we were at Andy's frozen yogurt and two of the guys I could see walking around in the back had their noses out of their masks. I'm like, you're, you know, you're potentially contaminating our food. Put your nose in the mask. Right. It's true. I mean, it does not work if your nose is sticking out of it. It doesn't. So they're like, they're like, you're a Karen, but you're like a pro mask Karen. I'm like, I don't care. You need, they need to hear that the customer is paying attention to how they're wearing their masks. Yeah. Um, good. What other kind of practice things should we make sure that we hmm. Let's see. So we talked about, so obviously people need to wear masks in the office still. And we have a statewide order for masks now so it's you know right so you're even like like you're even supposed to do it by mandate (laughs) right um you know even if it's not just to you know protect us when you come into the office and the other people coming in like we're all supposed to do it by law so um what else I'm trying to think of all the reminders that I always do well let me say that we do have masks available if people Mm -hmm. are did I mean I can certainly relate to walking out of the house and forgetting to put it on although I keep a whole thing in my car so I don't get far but um but we will ask you to put on a mask and we'll provide one for you if you need it 
yeah, we are lucky that we finally have been able to get some better PPE. So yes. we've got surgical masks. We've also got um, N95s and KN95s. Um, and the N95s are more protective for us. So that makes us feel a little bit more secure at your birth, but they are really challenging. And I did whine about it on social media <laughs> this week because, you know, after being in a birth, being at a birth in an N95 for hours and hours, and even just a few hours, which is fast by any standards, um, it is, uh, it's just, it's uncomfortable. You get really sweaty. There's this whole thing about mask knee. People are getting, breaking out where the masks are. Um, it's hot. It's been so hot this week in Denver. Yeah. So it's just hot and uncomfortable, but, um, but we do feel better in terms of our protection. Um, we are not asking families to mask when we're at their house for the birth. However, we are asking people that don't live in the family's home to mask. So doulas, childcare people, um, birth photographers, and that's for, that's for your protection. It's for the client's protection. It's, it helps us mm -hmm. for sure. It helps protect us, but it's, really for this laboring person and newborn, you know, like, right. It's yeah. All of it. You should want everybody to protect you when you're having a baby and bringing a newborn into the world. I just yes. think, boy, this would be such a hard time to be having a baby. So I do keep going back to just compassion for yes. the anxiety and the stress that people must be feeling. Definitely. It's, it's a hard time. Just, it just like every day trying to figure out what to do, but I can't, I can't imagine having a baby right now and the added load of that. Yeah. All the, the, I would the never, load. that would be, I would want people to be extremely, extremely cautious coming into my space or not coming into my space at this time. Right. We actually just right. saw my niece, my great niece was born in January. Um, I had seen her a couple times after the birth, not a lot, you know, I just, I get busy and um, and we actually just saw her. So, you know, the family was just sort of reintroduced to her again. She's five months old, six months old now. So Aww. yeah. So she's totally yeah. a different baby. She is. She's in that cute, engaged looking around. Yeah. And, um, but it's actually worked out great for their family in terms of having time with the baby and stuff, but, but it's isolating Good. and the postpartum period is an isolating time period. And, yeah. Um, and they're saying the rates of maternal mental health disorders are on the rise, you know, with yeah. all of this stuff going on. So have yeah. you seen that um, article going around about uh, the decrease in premature babies? Born? Okay. I saw it and I clicked on it and I started reading it. I didn't have time to finish it. What was I didn't either. I haven't, I haven't been able to read it either, but I think we should dive into it and see what What's up? I mean, don't you suppose it's the decrease in elective inductions? Do you... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's I've, I've seen a couple of people batting around the theory that it's about um, uh, the lifestyle change that there's not well, there's not so much working and the know, stress people are home and the stress. Yeah. So I don't. Or it's know. a different kind of stress. I still feel like yeah. it might still be stressful but um I mean I'm stressed out so I would think that I'm not the only one <laughs> I'm stressed out for sure yeah. Yeah. um but oh my gosh if they're still 
doing elective injections and coming out with preemies after all of the technology that we have to find out where we are in our dates. That would be so exciting. But I suppose they are. Oh, I, I, guess I think I guess it's actually <laughs> I think that that's actually a good topic for another podcast. But I think yeah. that iatrogenic prematurity is still a leading cause of prematurity. Oh, for the goodness sake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think it's a I know I was gonna say something worse. <laughs> <laughs> O-F-F-S. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, the births have been going straight forward around here. Um, you know, n- no, not much unusual, some pretty quick labors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so for being a busy week, it's been a really straightforward week, which is great. Yeah. And they put spaces um, in between themselves. So that was nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to a weekend. I will be taking not this weekend off, but the weekend, the better part of the next weekend off. Um, my son is leaving. He's joining the army. He's leaving for boot camp. Um, our anniversary is like two days before he leaves. So the not this weekend, but the next weekend is going to be like legit weekend time for me. Although sad. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it'll be sad. Maybe it won't. I mean, when my first son went to, he did his senior year in Germany. And I mean, I ugly cried at the airport. It was so bad. But I feel like I'm getting hardened and heartless, and it might be kind of a bye-bye, don't let the door hit you on the way out kind of a situation, too. <laughs> so, and I'm just secretly a little um, amused to think about what boot camp is going to be like for him. So that's going to be I don't know. Uh, interesting. <laughs> it's going to be a wake-up call, because every yeah. time I ask him to do something, it's like, ugh, so much work. I know they can't like, like my son has gotten more polite about blowing me off. So he'll like text me just a moment, you know, and like three hours later, I'll get whatever it was, <laughs> just a moment, just a moment. And I'm like, you can't tell your person at boot camp. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it is what I've heard before. Yes. Not so oh, polite. No not so polite so there's a little piece of me that's like you know poetic justice is awesome too (laughs) um good well I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'll cry so if you don't cry I will cry for you because I mean I tend to sympathetically cry what I do okay yes (laughs) I don't know what this send-off is supposed to look like you know it's not I think they used to have a big thing and they're not doing that and we can't go to his graduation which is in Fort Sill Oklahoma by the way so oh darn in like well actually by the time he starts in August August 2nd or 3rd and then um it's 10 weeks, so it won't be so hot by the time he's done, but it's going to be hot as Hades when he gets there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we can't go to his graduation. And he's supposed to quarantine. I, I don't really understand how they do it. I think they're quarantining them for two weeks, but not like complete, like, like group quarantine. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't totally get how it works, but. Um, oh, and then another coronavirus update not really update for our practice but um we've been fascinated by these articles about blood type and covid Mm -hmm. protection it would appear that there's some protective effect of having an o blood type um o positive or negative it doesn't matter but just having o it could be an antibody thing it could be a protein thing there's a little 
discussion going on, but it, it seems like there's a 50% reduction in severe cases with O blood types, which is fascinating. And um, I'm sorry, and A seems to be the worst. Which is me, of course. <laughs> so I'm like, it figures. <laughs> so we did all of this. So my son that's going into the military is also an EMT and he wanted to practice blood draws. And I said, okay, well, let's, um, I know I'm O positive. We know Quinn's O positive because he got typed in the hospital. And Liam wanted to know his blood type a couple of years ago and he's O negative. And I was like, well, that's weird because we were always under the impression that my husband was A positive, which it's possible. We don't have to get into that, but it's unlikely that we would have a negative child. But anyway, so Liam doing blood draws led to all of this brouhaha so that Jason, my husband, and Reese, my third, got typed. And um, Reese didn't consent to the blood draw, but we did the Elden part. And I'm like, I think you're O negative too. And that was like, I thought, gosh, that's astronomical. So so then Reese drew Jason's blood and it turns out he's O negative. So um, that all makes sense. We're all O. And um, while I feel comfort by that, I also feel nervous about that because my because boys, teenagers slash young men, 20-somethings, think that they're invincible already. And then if they read this article that there's a protective effect of being O, I do worry that they're going to think that that makes them invincible. Right. So I'm a little so bit worried about them knowing immune. that. O doesn't yeah. make you immune. <laughs> And so I do worry about how that information will, um, mm -hmm. you know, land on them. So anyway, that was our other coronavirus experimenty stuff that we were doing this past couple weeks. So um, how about your lifestyle? How has that changed in terms of, are you still wiping down your groceries and all of this stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Nothing's changed really, except for, you know, we've had um, I mean, you and I have had a couple of meals in a restaurant and that is all that I have done. I haven't taken, we haven't gone out to a restaurant. Um, in by in a restaurant, I mean outside at a restaurant. Not in right. We've restaurant. only gone outside in a restaurant. <laughs> yes. Patio um, dining is one like, of my, well, and I just love it. Patio dining yeah. makes me so happy. So now they've taken these streets and they've turned them into, you know, spaced yeah. out patio di dining. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, and it is really fun, and I really miss eating in restaurants, you know, but it is also a little outside my comfort zone, so it's like, there's all these, you know, all this conflict, but I'm glad that we've done it, because it was really fun, but, um, but yeah, we still get everything delivered, we don't go anywhere, we wipe everything down, it's, yeah, it, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's so. interesting. And we're supposed um, to go to Yellowstone. We're supposed to go to Yellowstone yeah. next month. So that is the big question is, is that going to happen? So, I just think of all of the trips. That sounds like the best thing yeah. that you we're could have had planned. We're going to camp in a tent. And, but my, one of my kids has already bailed because she thinks that it's not safe. And um, so I don't know. We'll see. I really want to go. Really Do you think go. that she also might be like me and tent camping doesn't sound appealing? Do you think this could be a... I think that there is a pattern of her bailing on a lot of things that we want to do. So there, uh -huh. there is the potential for this being an excuse. Uh -huh. I mean, she I would want to use the volcano either. excuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, the volcano at Yellowstone. <laughs> Yes, she she says it's on the brink of eruption, and I'm like, well, 
you know I mean, the brink could be like in the next million years right or something yeah and I'm like if we're if it's gonna go I'd rather be like at the epicenter than in Colorado because we're just all gonna get the fallout <laughs> so I don't even know what the ramifications of that are is it if we would if Yellowstone blows we're all in trouble kind of thing yeah okay sad good sad. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it'd be over quickly for you yes I'm, I think that sounds great so and maybe <laughs> we saw some bears before we went out so uh yeah <laughs> but I'm well not terribly concerned about it as soon as you said tent camping I was like oh yeah I'd be sort of not super excited about that either but <laughs> My yeah. new thing is I want my little mobile camper van to take to births with me so that we have a little place that we can go take off our masks and take a nap. And because yeah. we really can't in the house or we really shouldn't in the house. Um, although yeah. I think in a separate room, it's probably arguably okay. Yeah. I mean, I had two nights in a week where I slept in my car at these births and it's not comfortable. No, no, but but yes, at least it's summer. To... I've slept in my car yeah. in February and that was horrible. I could have been an yeah. icicle. So Yes. Yeah. Oh, what is this going to look like in the winter? What is this all going to, I mean, I just, this has already gone on so much longer than I thought it would. Um, I feel like I've been feeling frustrated with some of the reports that if everybody would just wear masks, we could have just eradicated this like ages ago. I know it makes and it so just mad. feels like we're drawing it out longer than it needs to be. I mean, we're going to have to be careful. I think that we would probably still be needing to mask and stuff like that ourselves, but but to think that it could have been we could have been where some of these other countries are is oh, it's just frustrating. Yes. Yeah. So. So I guess the bottom line is we are making changes, um, but we haven't, we're certainly not back to normal. We have no idea of what, you know, normal looks like in terms of when will it return or what will the new normal even look like. But, but we are trying to make ease where we can. And, um, and I'm feeling a lot better about the in-person visits. Oh, I was thinking we've been, we've been debating on and off about how to handle the home visits, uh, the prenatal home visits, and, you know, been thinking about creative ways to make that um, work. So, yeah. And in the meantime, my COVID hair just keeps on growing. Right. It's right. getting really long. I can pull it back I now. Am about, I'm about to cut my kids' hair because it's time. I mean, it's past time for sure. Yeah. So... And your yeah. hair hasn't been cut for a long time. Or did you trim it no, up? No, I mean, I cut, I just cut the bottom of it off uh, last week because I couldn't take it anymore. But um, I'm, you know, it has not had any professional attention in <laughs> quite some well, time. Well, I feel like I need to give a shout out to our hairdresser, Natasha, um, because she cut my hair in such a way that it's growing out. I mean, I've got this weird thing happening over here because it's all flippy. But um, for those of you who are not on Zoom, it's actually growing out like pretty even like it's working out you know sometimes yeah. hair grows out um it looks greatly and it's not doing too much of that so yay for that but I'm not yes I will not be cutting my own hair I will have really <laughs> long hair before I will cut my I own mean hair. your hair your hair like has some value to it my hair <laughs> I could just like I could just like take like 
pinking shoes to it and then like have Natasha fix it later and that would be fine. No, I would not do that. That would not happen with me. I don't, the thing is I don't like the way I look with longer hair. I like the way I look with short hair. I think Mm -hmm. it fits my face shape better. So um, it's not about my hair. I actually like my hair, but I, but I will not be. Mm Mm-mm. No, yeah. <laughs> Short hair is hard. I do an, an A line, and that's a hard cut to achieve. And like, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. not gonna let Quinn do it either. <laughs> so, so yeah. So haircuts and masks and water birth and you know all kinds of yeah. changes. But yeah. All right. Well, make sure that you follow us on social um, at Metro Midwifery, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. How's our Twitter doing? I just realized I haven't checked in on Twitter for a while. It's doing well. I mean, so we're, I mean, it's not like rocking and rolling, but it's definitely like we've got more momentum than we had before. So good. um, Good. Um, We are getting ever closer to a thousand viewers on, or a thousand followers on Instagram. Not really. It's like 850. But we're going to have a giveaway. Oh yeah. I was going to say, we're going to have a giveaway. We have these awesome Metro midwifery jars, um, with the straw and a lid. So once we hit a thousand, our thousand follower is getting a Metro midwifery mug. So if you're on, and there, there are some nice little samples and stuff in here, but if you're on, um, zoom, you can see it. It's, it's a Mason jar. It's a Mason jar with our logo and a lid and a it's straw. Cute. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So follow us on Instagram and our thousand follower will get a jar sent to them. So have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.